0: And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then. But I love, I love these gummies. And I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get... 30% You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome!
1: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold.
0: Hey, welcome everyone I'm very excited today you know I don't usually have young hot men on my podcast <laughs> I um, the compliment yeah you're young and hot but I mean I'm I could be your grandmother well no probably not okay no but I feel like the Jubel is gonna be extra fucking I'm gonna do a few in the beginning just to get it over with
1: <laughs> get a but good start going
0: here's the thing. People have been complaining about, like, I've been getting, oh, I love your podcast. You should get rid of the Jubel." And it's like, go fuck yourself. Okay. Anyway, everyone, you're not going to believe who I have on my podcast. You're not going to fucking believe it. Okay. I don't know if you watch Never Have I Ever, which is a show on Netflix, which is fucking awesome. Jaron Lewison, who plays Ben Gross. Yes. On the show. <laughs> is my guest today. Like I have a hot young guest, people. We went from Dr. Katz last week to Jaron Lewis. I'm like, this is my life.
1: Hey, that's a diverse bunch. I mean, I I know the Dr. Katz stuff is awesome too, come on.
0: Yeah, Jaron, I I am fascinated by you. I'm not usually fascinated by young people, but you're like, what the fuck genes do you have? (laughs)
1: It's it's all the it's all the Jewish genes. It's uh, I know. Yeah, I just got to do everything.
0: And I love that you're a proud Jew. Like you're a proud Jew. You're not like Absolutely. an asshole Jew. You're not I'm a, an asshole I'm a big, Jew. Big proud
1: Jew. Big proud. Yeah, Jew. <laughs> me too. I'm a
0: proud Jew, and everyone's like, okay, you're too Jewish. you should it You know, it, uh, so uh, you're f- all right. So let's start at the very beginning. Absolutely. At the very good place to start. Okay. Oh.
1: Oh, okay. You can sing too. I can. I know. That's awesome.
0: Oh, shut up. Look what the fuck you can do. I'm so sick you. So you were born in 2000, December 9th. That is correct. Uh, you have an older sister, Michaela.
1: I do. Yep. Now, do you have two brothers as well? I do not have two brothers. And I don't I, know where, I don't know where that. that... I know.
0: So I didn't think you did. I didn't no. think you did, but I did read that. And I was like, I'm going to ask him because I don't think he does. Because you... Yeah. You put an Instagram photo up of my favorite person. I was like, if that's if his sister, Michaela, is his favorite person, then his two fake brothers are going to be pissed off. Yeah, they're going to be really pissed
1: at me. Uh, Luckily, I don't have two fake brothers, um, but Um, my older sister is four years older than me. Michaela, she is my favorite person. That is true. And she's Uh, in law school. She's in law school. Yeah, she just finished her first uh, year of law school. She's got two left. We're very, very proud of her. She's going to be amazing. Oh my god! I,
0: all right, this is what I need to do. Yeah, I need to just touch your parents. I just need to touch them.
1: <laughs> you. You just metaphorically reach out there. They're going to be yeah. listening too. They're going to be hearing every single okay uh, part okay. of this podcast.
0: I just gotta say. I, I don't know what the fuck you guys did, Jason and Lauren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, like, anyway. All right. So you're from Dallas, correct?
1: That is correct, yes. I mean,
0: what is that with the Jews? In- and there are a lot of
1: Jews in Dallas. Yeah, we've got a ton of Jews in Dallas. I actually grew up, I'm sure you were going to mention this, but I, I grew up going to a conservative day yes. school in Dallas.
0: Where your so, mother was the kindergarten teacher. She was Lauren, a Lauren Bernstein. Yeah,
1: that's right. And now she actually is working at a law firm. Um, she does. Yeah. So um, after after she taught, she went to go work there. She's been working there for a little while now. And that's, yeah, being being Jewish in Dallas, we've got a good population, I would, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I've
0: been there um, and I perform there, I think, for, you know, here's the thing about the New York Jews
1: versus the Dallas yeah. Jews.
0: The jewelry is fucking ridiculous in Dallas. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. It's so incredible. Like it is like, wow, you're, you are Southern and you oh, are yeah. Jewish. Like, it's yeah. like,
1: it's a cool mixture of identities. It's a But you don't have, have little, an
0: accent. You don't have an I accent. I can do
1: one if you want. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. So basically growing up in, in Texas, you know, I, I could I hear can't. everybody. Yeah, oh yeah. I can't. It's so <laughs> no. It's so no. I can't. I wow. tell the truth, I have a lot of trouble trying to do a New York accent, of which my my grandparents on my mother's side are from New York and I have family still in Long Island and and in that area and I can't do the New York accent as well as I can do the southern accent. I have so much more trouble, but I hear them talk. All the time and I still can't figure it out.
0: So um how did your so your grand your mother grew up on the East Coast, right? Or no,
1: my mom actually was born in Dallas. My grandparents what? moved, yeah. My grandparents moved from New York when they were young and my mom was born here, and then my dad, she met in college, and my mom was like, I'm not leaving Texas. So then my sister and I were both born in Dallas, in Texas, and that's where so I go. So where
0: where is your father? Where did your father grow up?
1: Skokie, Illinois.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. Jew, Absolutely. Jew, Jew, Jew. That's a lot, right. of hol- <laughs> lot of Holocaust survivors in Skokie. And yeah, that's like, where the march today? was. Yeah. The mats, the, there was a, a march for the ACLU. Uh oh, this really? Yeah. So there was a march. The Nazis were going to march through Skokie. Was it in the 80s or the 70s? Yeah. And the oh, ACLU wow. defended, and it was a Jewish guy, defended their right to march. They ended up not marching, but it was a, it was a big free speech thing, but yes, yeah, Skokie's uh, I've performed there. I've performed in Skokie. Really? Yes. It's, I
1: love Skokie. My grandparents are still there and I, mm-hmm. I love being there. I think it's such a cute little town and the people are so nice and the food is also really great. It's a little right. bit different than Texas, but I also love it.
0: Right. Cause it's Chicago.
1: Yeah. I love the, the Corned beef is unbelievable. Yeah. It's hard to get good corned beef in Texas. That's my one gripe.
0: So have you ever spent any time in New York?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anytime there's a a bar mitzvah or a mitzvah of of an extended family member, it's usually in New York weddings, whatever we will go travel there and spend time with the family.
0: Why did your grandparents move
1: to Dallas? I don't honestly know the answer to that. I, I just think that they ended up moving. I don't know if we had family here before or how they ended up getting here, but they've been here for, I mean, a long time, like probably around Fifty years, I would say, or close to that, maybe. Wow! I don't know if I just aged my grandparents. If I did, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, please, they don't. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they've been here for a long time. My my grandfather was a doctor. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, the well, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Um, He was just a general family practitioner. Oh. He, yeah, he was just helping people for years and years. He retired. Uh, I want to say a couple years ago. It's definitely right. been a little bit, but um, yeah, he was a doctor and. They've been here for a while. So you got
0: to grow up with your grandparents, which is so awesome.
1: Yeah, they've lived, I mean, probably five, ten minutes away from me my whole life. And then my dad's parents are in Skokie and we go visit them or they come visit us at least right. once a, a year if we can. Everybody, it's so fun.
0: All right. So they have New York accents, your, gran, your my, mother's my My grandparents.
1: grandparents, yeah, yeah, they definitely do.
0: And you can't do it?
1: No, I some words I can, but sometimes it ends up sounding like it's from Boston. And then I like am in Goodwill hunting with Matt Damon, which I would love to do, but <laughs> it's just not quite right. And I, I'm still working on it. I'm trying to figure it out.
0: Oh my god, I yeah. I, do, do you do you think I have an accent?
1: I can hear it, yeah. But I also am in tune to try to hear it. Like I yeah, want, I I'm like that too. I'm very auditory. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it.
0: But you know, like when I went on the road as a comic, when um when we when I would go to places and they would say, "Oh, she's too New York." That meant she's too Jewish. Like that was the uh, that was the anti-semitic not, you know, way of saying, "Oh, yeah, well yeah. she's too New York." Um yeah. okay. So you have an older sister Michaela, you have your mm-hmm. parents, your father, yeah. Uh, Your mother's a teacher. Your father I think your father works in swag. Is that correct? Or no? Yeah, yeah.
1: He does promotion. Aren't I good with my that was really good research. Yeah. That was was whoa. (laughs)
0: Um (laughs) yeah. And you went to a conservative now. People don't understand the non-Jews that when you say conservative Mm -hmm. day school, that doesn't mean orthodox. Like that's it means conservative we're in we're in the middle we're in the middle we're like
1: you're in the middle for sure and I was definitely raised a bit more reformed I'm not super religious in general I love the cultural identity of being Jewish I love the Jewish community and that was a big thing for my parents sending me to Jewish day school but they did have a lot of religious components at that school I mean the education also was excellent it was it was really rigorous it was really uh it it set me up for success it really did I loved going to school there it was really small which was good that's and bad key. in different ways, but yeah, but I mean, that's was key. You get more attention. Kids in my grade, yeah, wow. yeah. We d- I definitely did, but I grew up with the same kids for right. fourteen years at that school. So you really grow up. You know everybody. You know everybody's families and their siblings and all that kind of stuff. So it was a good, good experience, I would say, growing up. And then I went to public high school in.
0: I know like, we're not there yet.
1: Richardson, yeah,
0: I know. Okay, <laughs> I know everything about you. Okay,
1: I, so, wow, that's a-
0: you had an improv group come and visit the school, right? When you were like a young kid and you totally took to it. You totally took to
1: it. I did. I was like five years old and my mom was teaching at the time. So I was in the aftercare programs and they came and I don't even remember what games that they played, but like, I was just so, so into it. Like I was first volunteer, like they couldn't get me to shut up. Right. And afterwards they had told my mom like, Hey, you should really get him into this, but I cannot sing and I cannot dance. And I never been able to, as much right. as my mother would like to say I can, because my Jewish mother thinks I can do everything. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I eventually got into a local Dallas agent and that's kind of how I got my start.
0: So you get in the and and your sister doesn't give a shit, right? She's not into into this no. shit at all. Yeah, my sister okay. was a
1: cheerleader growing up, a competitive. Oh my cheerleader. god, yeah. are she's you Very kidding? athletic as well. She she cheered in college, actually. Yeah, she's. I can't she's with the really Jewish athletic. cheer. A Jewish cheerleader
0: may be like, okay, go try to she win. Crazy good. If you yeah. don't win, it's fine. It's go. Fine. go. Do good your job. Best. You That's tried. That
1: matters. You That's tried.
0: Don't did you have a tuna fish sandwich right before you start get you need to you gotta, take a gotta, break. You got
1: to get fuel. That's right. Get wow, some hydration. Competitive. Some water.
0: Was she the only Jew on the competitive cheerleading team? That is so know. not Jewish. That is so It's
1: not, not Jewish at all. I, yeah, I don't know if she was. I feel like wow. there's got to be one or two thrown in there, but it it had to have been a strong. Are the minor. mothers
0: are the mothers really cunty like in all those movies and everything?
1: <laughs> no, I think every I mean, I don't know. I was young, so I don't know that I really hung out. I just right. kinda, like you know, screwed around like in the back right. playing on like some of the mats because I thought right. I was a gymnast too. Right. And uh, I think that we ended up having some really nice friends that my mom, I think, still and my sister both keep in touch with. It was a pretty supportive group. Right. I mean, you're there all the time, they practice a crazy amount. I Competitive know. Right? is such an intense sport. And it's mental. It's mental. Yeah.
0: Offer is valid for a limited time, terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. When you're six, mm-hmm. you get on Barney. Yeah. Your name, Joshua. Wait, yeah. were, you, were you a Jew on Barney?
1: I don't or, know, but I feel like with the name, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, why not? I mean, we didn't, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I mean, sure, why not, right?
0: Okay, I'm gonna make a confession. Yeah. That when my kids were little, I used to watch Barney all the fucking time with that. Really? But this is before, this is pre-U. Yeah. Because my, my older son's born in 96. But anyway. Okay. And I was obsessed with the kid who uh, was disabled and had the hearing aids on his head and everything. I was like, I loved him. I don't yeah. remember what his name, but I, but you know, Barney, it's so fucked up because- you're, you have to watch this shit when you're with your kids <laughs> and you focus on the complete, di- like completely, di- like, oh my God, you're out of your fucking, like, it's so weird watching <laughs> these shows. First of all, you're in Dallas, you yeah. go to a Jewy school and you're on Barney. I mean, yeah. like, who the
1: fuck is that? Well, you know, I'll tell you the the reason why I actually ended up getting that audition. So I signed with this agent, right? When I was like five or six. You want to know what my audition song was? What? What? I haven't told anybody this. Puff the kosher dragon. They were Puff like, Puff the kosher and And I learned that at school. At school. So Wait, I do it, do it, do it, it do, it, do, it, do oh, it. I don't know. Okay. Puff it's the like, kosher
0: dragon, dragon yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't eat bacon. Oh, I love He that has no never more. had a piece of shrimp. And he, oh. all right, go ahead. Okay, yeah. well,
1: that was impressive. I didn't know the rest of the words. I just knew. I beginning. made it up. I made it but, up. Oh, wow. Don't tell Thank anybody, but you should publish that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I ended up getting on Barney. And originally I started out as an extra because at the time you had to be at a like third or fourth grade reading level. And I was six, I think, when I first did it. So I didn't have the fluency that I needed in order to be a series regular because it's a lot of lines. You don't right, really realize right, right. that. But, I mean, it's probably, you know, 50-something pages per episode. And if you're a series regular it's six years old, like, you've got to have – and it shoots right. quick. Like, it's probably in a matter of five days. So, you've got right. to have that done before you start. So, at – I think it was eight, I got That's that pressure. first starring little role. And then I did a couple of episodes, different variety of, like – I think there was one about Venice and one about Kenya and um, all sorts of, like, different places that Barney ends up going, air quotes – Right, and, and that was the start.
0: Did you ever see Gypsy, the musical Gypsy? I have so, such a baby. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to. So there's this Gypsy is um, is classic. It's a classic musical, and it, it was a movie too. But Gypsy Rose Lee was a stage mother, and she was always pushing her um, her daughter Rose. And I don't know. I've been on so many auditions. I see parents with their kids. And I want to go give the fucking kid a childhood and they're pushing the kid and the kid's like, shut the fuck up. You know, like (laughs) when you go on auditions, right. Yeah. As a kid and you're in the waiting room, you can tell, you can totally tell
1: who does and who doesn't want to be there.
0: Right. Which kids are being forced by their parents and which kids are like, I want to do this. And it's so fucking sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was I was lucky that I was like, my mom was never the one who was like, Hey, want to do it? I was like, mom, this is it. Like this right, is what right. I want to do the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to be an astronaut. I don't want to be a football player. Like I want to do this forever. And my mom was like, my, both my parents were like, all right, like, we don't know anything about this, but I guess we'll figure it out as we go. Oh and that's my what God. Ended up I doing. love
0: them. They're
1: so supportive, both my parents. And then my sister honestly would fight everybody for being my biggest fan, I mean, she's she's a cheerleader, you know. She's in every sense of the word the biggest I can't supporter take that it. I it This is oh, yeah.
0: vomitotious. Okay, this <laughs> family. Okay, so when you started getting the scripts, yeah. So you're in school, mm-hmm. being like a normal kid, right? Yeah. And then, but it's a Jewish school, so it's even longer because you have to learn Hebrew and all that crap, oh. right? Yeah. And then is your is your mother helping you with all your like lines and do you yeah. miss a lot of school? Do you have to get a tutor? Like, how does it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good question. So basically what happens is once you book Barney and I think it's the same pretty much for every child actor anywhere, you get like an onset tutor, right? So you have built in class time. Like while you're not technically shooting, you are clocked in and you have to bank these school hours. Right. So you sit there for like two hours, You you go and do school and they have a teacher there. That basically helps you at whatever yeah. level you're at from if you're first, second, third, fourth grade, whatever, all the way up to until you graduate high school or get your like GED equivalent. And when I was doing Barney, my mom would help me at night with my lines and learning, but I would honestly, I'm a big time management person. And I have been since I was a kid and I would always get my lines done at least a week or two early because I was like, what? I want to go in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to go in there and I want to do the best job. I don't want to ever forget my lines. I want to know everything. So two weeks before we'd even start, I would have the whole thing ready to rock. And my mom would practice with me. And I'm sure she got tired of it. Cause I'd be like, mom, let's practice what again. You know it. And I'd be like, again, <laughs> I was so it's obsessed like with it. I still am. Yeah. I, that I, I is like crazy. That I oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I love it. You're not a boy. You're not a regular boy because like, <laughs> My, I mean, my kids are like, yeah, no, I'll do it. like, all right, I'm gonna tell you a story. You're gonna fucking love this, okay? <laughs> this is exactly my kids' time management. Um, okay. So,
1: did you go to sleepaway Jewish sleepaway camp? Not Jewish sleepaway camp, but did go to sleepaway camp three weeks. <laughs> That's it. Where where is it all Jewy? Even though it wasn't jew it was the it was the Jew term. I will give you that. Yeah, it was okay. all the Jews went second term. I went to uh, Camp Champions in Marble Falls, Texas, about okay. four hours from Dallas. But it was like my favorite thing in the summer.
0: Yeah. So yes. my kids go for like seven weeks. Okay. Yep. Eight weeks. They did anyway. So right. Henry, I have Henry who's twenty four and Ben who's nineteen. Okay. So Henry, yeah. I was I said to him, you have to bring the recycling down, like. Cause they're fucking slobs and they don't do anything. And we, and we, I live in an apartment. So like you yeah. have to bring the recycling down to the basement. Right. Right. Okay. So I was like, Henry, I need you to bring all the newspapers down. I need you, you know, bring the recycling down. But, and he's like, I'm going to do it. And it's like, right. you know, every day. And, and you have to fight, like, do I do it? Or that's not the right message, you know? So <laughs> I'm nudging and nudging. And finally I come in and the recycling's. Gone, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So we pack up for camp. He goes away f- to camp for seven weeks, okay. seven and a half weeks. Comes home, we unpack his bag. I open the drawer of his dresser. You're kidding. And there's the recycling. No way. Yes, that's how fucking lazy. Like he couldn't. He brought it to the back of the apartment. But he couldn't bring,
1: like that, I go, are you fucking, I newspapers? Slightly genius, though. To take it all the way there, keep it for those seven weeks, and bring it all the way home? That had to have crossed No, no, house. he didn't bring it
0: home. He left it in his dresser. He, it That's was here better. the he whole you time.
1: He thought you'd never find it.
0: I didn't, I would, wouldn't have found it if I didn't have to open his yeah, drawers and put his clothes back, the unpacking. Yeah, he left it oh. in the fuck, that fucking dresser
1: bottom of that trash. <laughs> I don't hurt. think I was, I don't think I was that bad as a kid, but I did like, I didn't like putting my shit away either. My mom used to, okay, I used you leave know. my socks. I lift my socks around everywhere. Like you would just find my socks when I was a kid. And my mom got so fed up one day that she was just like, okay, she took my, I was like, where are all my socks? They're gone. And she was like, when you start putting away your socks, then you can have them back. I used to have to pay. I think it was like a dollar per sock. To get them back. So then I learned. Well, it's a good thing you had a job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I, I not to leave my socks out. So then I eventually like had spent my entire life savings, which was like 20 bucks at the time on my socks. And my mom, uh, to this day, I still know not to leave my socks out.
0: Okay. That's fucking crazy. Okay. (laughs) So you're there at the Jewish day school. You get bar mitzvah. Absolutely. How was that? I loved it. I loved it. I, what was your speech Hebrew about? Was, okay. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Well, my Hebrew was pretty solid. So the bar mitzvah yeah. itself, like, you know, everybody kind of stresses out about that Yeah. because I never had to go to Sunday school because right. uh, Hebrew was taught in my school. So right. like my Torah portion was not that difficult because right. I knew exactly what I was, what I was saying. And, and it really wasn't that hard. And I had a great tutor. And, what was your
0: Torah portion? Do you remember?
1: Oh my God. I don't know. I should so know, and I oh don't think I do. Oh my god! Maybe it was like Vaishla? Does that does that sound right? I
0: don't know. That what the might fuck be complete. My know? grand,
1: my grandpa, my sob, is going to be pissed if that's wrong. Um, he would know. He would be he's screaming it probably somewhere right now.
0: All right. Uh-huh. So, what about your speech? You, your, did you give a speech? You know how like they always like, I want to thank my rabbi and Yeah, my my
1: I definitely did my that portion that. today. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I don't even remember what the uh, the. Um, the speech was about i think it was just something about um i don't know what i related it to the it was some mitzvah and it was a good speech the rabbi helped me write it i think he probably did most of it i just did the thank yous and he probably helped me with more of the i wasn't super into the you know entirety of the morality behind the the, the portions and all that stuff i was just like all right let me have the party and like let me read a little bit and be done. did you have a huge party oh absolutely hell yeah i did yeah yeah you're lucky it wasn't massive, but I mean, I, I had a great time. It was like on this really cool rooftop. I had all of my friends, I had some acting friends that were there and they, it was their first bar mitzvah. So that no was way. Lovely. Yeah. I got to take them they were like, this is awesome. And I was like, I know. Um, and then all of my Jewish friends, of course, came. Some of my family flew in from New York. It was just, it was really sweet. It was, it was a really lovely time. I actually did a MTV takeover recently for Jewish American Heritage Month, and I showed pictures from of my your... bar mitzvah book, talking about my bar mitzvah, and my I still have my talit from my bar mitzvah. Uh... And yeah, yeah, and I wore I want to I don't know if I wore my tefillin, but my grandfather, my Saba, gave me his tefillin from his bar mitzvah that oh I wore. Oh my school. god, I'm gonna so cry. I, have that too. I still have that. Yeah, I know. You're so I know. chewy. I love you. Oh, yeah. Hey
0: everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And, you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh, God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate, and that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients and it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick and that's why liquid iv is the number one powered hydration brand in america okay and i love it i use it every day ben's basketball team uses it it is a science-backed formula that works it keeps you hydrated and they have sugar free. They have sugar free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar free. Okay, but Elisa does the sugar free. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a long time sponsor and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna turn your ordinary, ordinary, Can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Judy Gold at checkout. That's J U D Y G O L D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. Were you treated differently at school? Like, oh,
1: there's Sharon and blah, 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 blah. You know, you would think so, but to be honest, because I had grown up with those friends for my entire life since I literally was a baby and couldn't speak, it was just like, oh yeah, Sharon does acting, that's cool. He's gone for two months, he'll come back later. Right, right. And every time I would come back, my friends were always so supportive. If I ever did anything, um, you know, they would be like, "Oh, when can I see it, or what can I do?" But even to this day, I'm still in touch with my friends from Jewish day school. I literally saw them like a week or two ago, and we were all back in Texas for one of their birthdays. We all Aww. still are together, and they're so supportive of me and and never have I ever, which I'm sure we'll get into later, and which is my show now. Um but, the, you know, they watch it, and they're supportive. but it's still I'm just Jaron, they grew up with. They still treat me mm-hmm. the exact same, like I'm a normal guy, which I am
0: was it weird leaving for, like, two months, like,
1: Did you ever feel like you missed out on anything or? A little bit. Sometimes like, because you, I mean, you know, from auditioning like pilot season, which for your viewers who don't know, like pilot season used to be when all of these, pilots were green lit and you would try to film them january like february, february march yeah, yeah exactly so i would go out usually like beginning of february into every march yeah, yeah and i would go audition from like fifth to like eighth grade so i'd be gone for about two months wow and my school was so great because they would send me my work this was like obviously pre-covid pre-zoom right. pre-everything. yeah but they figured it out and i would do my work and I, because I also have been a learner my entire life and I am obsessed with my academics and I still am in college. And I, I always and make sure you. to have my work done. Right. And my friends, when I would come back, like it would be different having to then sit in the classroom for eight hours or whatever it was because I was slightly self-paced when I was like doing my auditions and all that kind of stuff. Right. But you kind of have to be like was, that. Yeah. yeah. But the teachers were so kind and, and so willing to help me. And it was very supportive of like, my dreams and of like, if my classmates had endeavors that they wanted to try to venture into, it was a very, very supportive environment. They wanted us to be successful.
0: You know, it's interesting because you had to make so many concessions. I think that's probably why you're so good at time management because you've had to figure it out. Okay. I have this block of time. What am I going to do with it? You know, cause I'm yeah. not going to have this much time, you know? Okay. yeah, I want to always make the yeah. most
1: of everything. That's probably the biggest deal.
0: So um, you went to uh, Pierce High School. I did, You went to a regular high school, like a- a, Regular high school. Okay, what, this is, like, what the fuck? You were captain of the varsity football Uh, team? Like, what the fuck, what the fuck? You don't get to be a fucking TV star
1: and captain of the football team, it doesn't happen. So yeah, I mean, I number one have been obsessed with football my entire life. Not super Jewish of me. I I am not I know, basketball, very not Jewish. Which is a bit more of the Jewish right. kind of sport I would say. My son plays division one basketball. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I wish he could maybe he can give me some pointers. I'm awful. I'm like God awful. I don't right. even know how to dribble. Um, but because I was this, sh- I was super short and I everybody right. was too tall. And I was the tiny little Jewish kid and I could never shoot. And I was like, screw this, I'm out of here. So, I started playing football and I was also tremendously undersized for that. But in Texas, football is huge. It's like right. a second religion. I'm Jewish and then I also am in the football religion. Right. Like it was a big deal and it right. still is. And I was obsessed with it growing up. I started playing tackle football when I was in second grade. What is wrong with your mother? This, this is not. So, weirdly, my Jewish mother was like, yeah, go play football. No way. Texas girl. My dad, however, was like, are you crazy? Right, right. This is violent. This is terrible. But he eventually got one over and my mom convinced him because I was so obsessed with it and still am to this day. And in high school, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try out for the team and I'm going to work my way up and I'm going to make it. Everybody always was like, oh, he's the undersized, small little Jewish kid. Like, no way he's going to be any good. Right. But I worked really, really hard and I was really fast. And I was really smart on the field. I right, you have a than, good IQ, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I studied more than everybody. Like I would sit and watch film by myself for hours or with coaches, like private less, whatever, in order to make sure that I, you know, I may be able to be um, kind of outmaneuvered physically on the field right. sometimes, but I'm not going to be outwitted. And that's how I ended up starting my senior year. And I was a good player. Like I started the entire season. I missed one game because I broke my thumb. And then I played the rest of the season with a cast. And it was what? just like, yeah, it was huge. I loved football. I love the community. I love the brotherhood of, of playing with all of those guys. And I love that people underestimated me. And right. then I was able to go in and prove everybody wrong when I would make a big tackle or I'd break up a pass because I played cornerback, which guards the receivers. If right. people aren't familiar into football, but it was the best. Yeah. Were you ever concussed? The only concussion I've ever had was when I played indoor soccer. I played two years up and it was a summer league and I was on a breakaway and I was in second grade. So I had to have been like three feet tall. And there was like some five, eight, like pubescent, like man right. child who was probably 13 in fourth grade. Right. And he ended up like shoulder checking me into the boards. And that was the only concussion I ever got. But I did have some other injuries when I played football.
0: Right, it's not safe
1: for a Jew. Yeah, but like, I don't regret any. I broke my collarbone twice playing football and then my I fractured a little bit of my back. And, it was and your horrible. mother I wasn't like,
0: oh my God, I can't. She was, she okay, absolutely so was.
1: She was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But And then like, let you go uh, back and do me. it. Yeah, you, so, you can stop me. I loved it too much. It wasn't gonna happen, were you I was the gonna only, keep going.
0: Were you the only Jay on the team?
1: Um, At one time, yes but there was like one or two where like, you know, they do the prayer before the game yeah. and I would just, you know, silently say the Shema. Um, oh. It works for me though. So it, you know, it was it, solid experience. Oh my God, I love you so game. much.
0: Ben, <laughs> Ben, um, Ben on his teams, you know, they do the Lord's prayer or whatever. No. And I'm, and I'm like, I get so annoyed because I'm like, <clears throat> you know, and people are like, well, but it's like, when I grew up, my neighbors were Catholic. There were yeah. a lot of Jews in my area, a lot of Italian Catholics and like no one cared. No one yeah. did that. No one. It wasn't outwardly, you know, you're this and I'm that. And it, I don't know. I feel like it some- wasn't a
1: huge thing. What I played, it was just like they we did it before we went out to play just because our coach was a bit religious and, and he was always very respectful about it. He never he was. was like, Hey, you've got it. Oh yeah. He was like, okay. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I know this isn't what you do. And and if you want to say something right. in front of the team, that's cool. He gave me that option. I was like, no, I'm good. You guys do your right. thing. I'll say my little private prayers. I appreciate it. And he was always really understanding about it. So it it never made me feel uncomfortable or weird.
0: Okay. So you were captain of the football team. Yeah. And you Played William Shakespeare and in Shakespeare and in Lo- like. I did. Okay. Do you realize that this is not normal? Like, do you <laughs> realize this is not a normal childhood?
1: Well, you know what's wild about that?
0: that like, you, you get one funny, thing; but- you don't get all these things.
1: So every every athlete, almost every athlete at the high school I went to that played football or sometimes baseball, we all did theater. Right. We all, all did- of you? No. Know- yeah. It was, I mean, not, you know, not all of us, but a ton of us, like every right. time that there was a boy in a play or a musical that was dancing or like had his shirt off in a play or whatever, it was an athlete. Every time the coaches would come and see us play. Like, and it,
0: was, it wasn't, you know, no one was like faggot
1: or anything like that. No, we had, it was like, you do theater. Like, Oh, you're an athlete. Like you got to go do right. theater. Our, our theater teacher, uh, Miss Biddle, My, my school Miss also, Biddle. Is she's lovely. Also ding. Yeah. Miss Bennett. Oh, wait. And there it is. She's okay. the best. And our school wound up not being, it's not a performing arts school, but we wound up being nationally known for theater. We did the pilot premiere of Heathers, which I wasn't in. Because
0: oh I my sing. God. I okay. know the high
1: school edition. They went to nationals for it. That was my freshman year, I think. Or right. My sophomore year. And then two, or my sophomore year, then two more, two years later, we ended up going to nationals for Shakespeare and Love, which was a play of which I did play William Shakespeare. It was my first lead in any play musical I'd ever done because I couldn't sing. So I never got parts in the musical, but this was a play. So that I was able to do.
0: Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I can't, I, you know, I grew up in the seventies in New Jersey and it was, everyone was like, you were either, you know, a burnout, a jock, you know, in the theater group, a band—we yeah. used to call them band fags—and it's oh, just—I I don't know—it's just fascinating. Like you fascinate me.
1: That it was pretty it, polarized, but I—I I think that now, like the emphasis, at least in applying for college, like when I talk to college counselors and stuff, they want you to be really diverse, and they want right. you to have your your spheres intermixing and to like, dip your toe into so many different wells and. I think that now college kids have done that in high school. It's like, you got to do other things. Otherwise, right. you're not, it's like, you're not going to get into college. It, you know what? It's you know? just
0: so, it's so weird because it's so hard to get into college now. Like it's it really it's hard, way yeah. harder. Okay. So during your high school years, you were also working, right? Because you, yeah. you did a movie with Adam Sandler. So you were going back and forth then
1: too. Like, were you a hundred percent? at your high school a little bit yeah the high school was a bit harder to miss that right. that they weren't as accommodating i mean they were still really great but i i got lucky i don't know if um, it's lucky but i i wasn't really shooting as much when i was in high school and the movies that i did do were usually in the summer i guess i just got lucky that like they were just filming in the summer like i did tag where I played a younger version of Ed Helms' character, yes, yes. Hogi, in, in Tag. And that was in the summer in Atlanta before I think I started, maybe it was my sophomore or junior year. So I got lucky for that. So I didn't miss a ton. I wasn't able to go out for pilot season. I was still auditioning. But during high school was really when I trained the hardest. I mean, I was I was taking classes as much as I could. I also ended up working... At the acting studio where I did my training, which is called Kathleen Sullivan's Acting for Film, it's in Louisville, and that's how I got my training and a lot of my opportunities. So I really just like tried to live there. Like I was, was I was spending there, so much time it, there.
0: Is there, you know, like a plethora of acting classes in in that? Like, is it? Uh, There's is really there one a community. Large, yeah, it's
1: it's one teacher really. It's Kathleen Sullivan who has that studio, and that's pretty much where everybody goes. Crazy, actually. This is circling back, but Barney. So Selena Gomez, Demi Avado, both on Barney, right? Right. Both also taught by this acting coach, Catherine Sullivan. No way. I ended up taking from. Yeah. And she still teaches and she's still got tons of clients that she's churning out. And she's, she's really excellent. That's kind maybe of how I we all go, got trained. Maybe
0: I should go to Dallas and do that.
1: Uh, you can do a seminar. She would so love that. Like oh, my God. I would love like that. that. Wait, she j- does, she brings in like experts. You can so share your expertise. I would have taken the shit out of that. Uh, oh my god. I, I would love that.
0: that. But um was it all kids in her?
1: She she started doing adults uh I feel like 10 years or maybe more. So there is an adult class and I was coaching young actors and I also ended no up way. coaching adults. Yeah, I was an acting coach during high school from 16 17 to 18. I was coaching other actors on on their scene work and we used to have curriculum and we still do there. And when I was working there, I would coach and then also take classes on, like, a different night. Okay, so let's review.
0: We're going to just review <laughs> for the listeners. You're yeah. acting coach. You're taking acting classes. You're the captain yes. of the football team. You're yes. doing films. You're in the play in high school. <laughs> yeah. um, and you are getting straight A's.
1: Yes, yes, that okay. is all true. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what? I can't take it. Yeah, I just wanted to do everything, to be honest. Okay. Because I guess I going from a I small can't. school, I was like, oh, there's sports. Like, let me try powerlifting. And too. you like, never did that. You never did, like, you never
0: hung out with the burnouts and did, like, and smoked pot nah, and drank. No, that
1: just wasn't, no, nah, it wasn't, wasn't uh, as enticing to me. I just wanted to go accomplish everything that I could, which, you know, obviously. Where does that come
0: one. from?
1: <laughs> I think it's intrinsically motivated. I don't know. My parents also are not pushy, like, put no pressure on me. Obviously they're like, Hey, do your best. Like that's always my parents motto is, did you do your best? If you don't do your best or you didn't really try and give it your all, then they're disappointed. But if I tried my best and got a C in math, they'd be like, well, congrats on your C. you tried. What else can you do? And, but I, I always just have wanted to do as well as I could. And for me, that meant 110% in every possible thing.
0: Okay. I really need to I think your parents should give parenting classes. You should open a parenting studio.
1: Okay. I'm going to let them know that you said that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Jaron Lewison. How adorable is he? Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmaling. This podcast would not be possible without the help and dedication of Brittany Joe Sowards. If you like the show, I say this every week: just subscribe, just leave a five-star review, please, please, please. Then it helps more people find this podcast, and then I become more well-known, and uh, you know everyone will want to do my podcast. So that's why that's how we all feed into each other. Go to my website judygold.com, buy my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Download my albums. See where I'm performing, read stuff people wrote about me, read stuff I wrote. Just go to my website. You have nothing else to do. And then, you know, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Judy Gold, J E W D Y G O L D, because I'm Jewish. Uh, My website is Judy Gold Regular, J U D Y G O L D.com, you know, because I'm a little bit normal. Uh, And that's all. I hope you're all vaccinated. I hope you're enjoying the summer. And I hope everyone stays healthy, keeps laughing. And I can't thank you enough for listening. I love all, each one of you individually like you have no idea. And as we always say, so long. Gah, 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 gah. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, it's a, Just Kill Me oh. Don't forget to turn oh. for part two on Just Kill Me no,
1: it's not. It's just. Just kill me. No, no, Judy not. Golds. No, just kill me. Kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>